Hi everyone! Before we start the show, I wanted to ask that if you like what we're doing here, you might consider donating to keep it moving onward and upward. I have a Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon and a PayPal at paypal.me backslash Hegelbon. $5 a Patreon will get you bonus episodes, but even a dollar helps more than you can imagine because no cartridge is funded by listeners like you. Thank you. Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hagelbon on Twitter, and I'm really happy to have with me one of my uh, longest term, uh, longest tenured uh, Twitter friends, uh, Andy at AndyMoney69. You oh, all wow. know and love him. Long, um, long term? I don't know if they love me, but <laughs> no, no, you're 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 well beloved on the site. I think. I I like that. I like the way that sounds, and it's actually funny. I'm I'm glad that we're finally able to do this after God knows how many times we <laughs> rescheduled this. It's been so about a month like, coming. I, I figured I would let the, the listeners know that that this that this is a labor of love that took a long time to come together. Absolutely, no, no, no. Yeah, we we planned this several times, and one or both of us fell asleep or were on errands or whatever. Too, this is I, I was too drunk. <laughs> yeah, that happens, man. Like you know, I don't know if you've heard podcasts. I remember. Um, I don't want to call him out, so let's call him uh, Sarsen Sistuli uh, <laughs> on the fan on the Fangraphs podcast. I stopped listening to his his episodes because like uh, well, I actually stopped listening to that pe- podcast because he was the whole thing because uh, mm-hmm. he just kept getting drunker and drunker and it was actually like disconcerting <laughs> like he kind of bummed me out so I hear you man you just got to be careful you know it's it's, it's can be uh, can be pretty gamer dangerous if you start slurring your words in the middle of the uh, the podcast yeah it's it's a little rough like especially on that one because he would be drunk and like since he was in Paris the other person would be on like maybe it would be at, like noon their time or whatever so mm-hmm. they were stone sober so it was just a well, drunk as, person as far as we know <laughs> well yeah as far as yeah who knows it depends on the does the guest um but in any case uh so you're here to talk to us a little bit about um well a, a little bit about a lot of things but like especially uh, esports. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm interested first off, I want to know a little bit about your background in esports because you've hinted at this with me, but I actually don't know the whole thing. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So I started out in 2001, back in the stone ages on 56 K and you know, all the, uh, the, the internet that you'd, you had to send packets via <laughs> stone chiseled, uh, packets. Yeah. But uh, the, let uh... me ask, let me ask pre or post nine 11. Uh, Oh God, it's been so long. I don't even remember. Post nine eleven. Okay, all right, post, all right. Post. Wow. So, so we, I, I met a friend of mine, Dan, uh, my freshman year of high school, and we got together. We both liked playing Counter Strike. Ended up making a team together, and over the next four and a half, five years, we ended up making a team that ended up. It, it didn't really. The team itself wasn't really that successful. Mm-hmm. It was. It was basically. I, I wasn't that good at the game, to be honest with you, for, for all the hours that I put into it. I just made a lot of friends playing it because I like talking shit in IRC more than I liked playing the game itself. That's most of what you need, actually. Right, right. I, I mean, that's that, that's one of the most important things. You need to know how to aim and talk shit to people. Right. Um, you had one. 
I, I had one of them very well. The other one, I might as well have had a you know a controller or something because I could not aim for shit. <laughs> um, so so we ended up you know building a team that ended up winning uh, a league at one point. Uh, I was actually in Boston, Massachusetts, looking for colleges when we won. So I'm <laughs> sitting uh, back back like in a in like a crappy hotel room with my mom like going nuts and she's like andrew what are you doing i don't know you're going crazy i'm like we just won the league why don't you get it so so it was she must have been like so happy that you were going to college at that point she's like oh Oh, look what would have happened if she didn't (laughs) he can finally get laid (laughs) but so folks it hasn't happened yet no it has not just keep crossing your fingers (laughs) but so um so we ended up making that team and, uh, you know, a, a couple people who, after I stopped playing and we'll get into that later on, uh, they ended up having pretty, pretty decent success playing, winning a okay. couple of tournaments, you know, make a decent amount of money. I never personally made money doing it. I, I more spent money doing it. Okay. Um, but I got, you know, free mouse pads and mice and stuff like that. And that was, that, that was pretty cool, you know, for, for someone who's, you know, 16 years old to get free mouse pads and stuff like that i thought that was a pretty good deal to be honest with you yeah and you know it's funny because it I, and i don't i don't mean to suggest this like my route was any cooler um but like it, i don't there's... think i don't think this is cool at all to be honest well with i mean it's 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 not it's gonna sound like i'm trying to trying to like big time you but you're like buttering me up you're, you're, i know you're well you know you know um i don't want you to hang up mid-cast i've never had that happen <laughs> um but the uh i did like when i was 14 i joined a, a punk band and we sort of like we played and we had a little bit of local success and, you know, we, we produced an album and then, mm-hmm. you know, once we got to college, we all sort of like, we did it for a little while longer and then we just kind of stopped. Um, well, yeah, but as you go off to college and you realize, you know, the dream isn't really worth it anymore. Right. Or it so, wasn't as so plausible kinda, as you thought it was right, going to be. You're right. Right. Yeah. So, so you make a career out of something else, obviously, but, but it know, is it's, really, it's, oh, good. It, no, no, it's, it's, it's like the, the it's, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that was going to, what I was going to say, like it, it, there's a, there's a way in which, like, getting free mouse pads as a 16-year-old is, like, as cool as someone being like, whoa, can you sign my shirt when you're 16? And you're like, all right, so, fine. I don't know I, I don't know if it's being a 16 thing, but if someone sent me a mouse pad right now, I'd be very happy. I mean, I'm 30. <laughs> I'd be very happy if someone sent me a mouse pad. I got a Steam code for, for a game because I emailed in a, a press inquiry. Um, just like oh, seeing if someone would talk to me, ever. it was awesome. Like I was so happy, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, this is the best. Like this is so cool. I, I'm like, I'm a big time gamer viewer now. <laughs> I you made know. it. I'm, I'm a real professional cyber athlete now. Yeah, it, was, I got a, I got a mouse pad that's made out of steel or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like in reality, like how much did it cost him? But yeah, right, whatever. Right, yeah, but to but, you, but, it's priceless. You know, I still have. I'm, I'm sitting. I'm actually sitting in my parents' house right now. Um, and I have next to me the computer that has like the gaming stickers from like game demons and stuff like that nice. that they used to send us. So I'm like I'm I'm like really, really reminiscing right now. Like, yeah, you're just like living this. in it. I know, right? Um but 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 anyway, uh back to the thing. Um so so I saw firsthand, you know, I never necessarily made the money, but I played against the people who did, if okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So I've been thinking a lot, and and then the reason why I want to do this podcast is because you know esports now is probably, I would say, probably more popular than it's ever been. I would I, agree. I with think that. that's yeah. fair to say. I think that's and, absolutely and, fair. And I think there's more paths for people to make money doing esports than ever before either. You know, between Twitch streaming and tournaments, you know, back in my day, you know, I, I feel like 
Grandpa Simpson. Uh, <laughs> I, I tied an onion, to, uh, I tied an onion to my belt, like the style of time. And I, um, <laughs> you know, st- that was like, a lot like, extra. That was a bunch of extra to buy, actually. Like if you wanted <laughs> that on your, yeah. <laughs> but, but so, so like now, now it seems that now it's more ubiquitous, you know, all the things that everyone talked about back then, you know, I, I still remember having conversations with people saying things like, oh, you know, in 15 years, this is going to be on ESPN. You know, they're going to be talking about this on Sports Center, And they're kind of right, but they were also kind of wrong. Right. And I think that even though there's a ton of money being put into it and, you know, people are making a decent amount of money, a lot more than when I used to be playing. I, I think there's a couple of problems that I think people need to be very aware of in, in terms of what the future of this is going to hold, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, like one of the one of the things I think is really and I, I've fallen into this is very really seductive about thinking about esports is like the there's like there's this sense of unlimited upward growth. That is very much. Um, it was very much there. Like I was. Uh, I, I talked to the uh, the coach at. Um, I talked to the guy who runs the like the esports club essentially at Penn State, mm-hmm. and I talked to the dude who's like the head coach of Robert Morris's uh, esports teams. And like the guy mm-hmm. at Penn State was like what you'd expect. Like he was very. It was a casual thing. He's like, yeah, we just like to game and stuff. It's fine. Right. Whatever. Um, but Robert Morris is like a serious program. Like I I've mentioned it on here before. I have it, the the articles up at my website. It's like. It's it's um they're basically like the the Bama of of esports. They like they <laughs> give awesome. a ton of yeah. I mean they give a ton of scholarships. They're just like they're they're really invested in it. And it's Robert Morris. So like it's right. like you know you look at it as some sort of like middle tier school. Like maybe you're a like a, a South Dakota State or like maybe you're Robert Morris. Maybe you're like a minor state school or a really small private school or whatever. And you want to break into this, you like you can just offer some scholarships, and all of a sudden you're like uh, you're like the SEC, right? And and that's the thing that always sort of escaped me, you know, back then too. You know, thinking about making a career out of it mm-hmm. is that when you're when you're looking at it from a professional standpoint, like your future career, um, even if you're making a ton of money, you know, you're you're making in tournaments what uh, for for the major tournaments you're making a hundred thousand to $200,000 split between five right. people plus sponsors and your manager and your manager and your coach and yeah. you know, everyone else involved in it. And you know, 40 to $50,000 you're getting out of that is still a substantial amount of money, you know, especially for a, for a, you know, 17 to 25 year old. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're 30, 35 years old and you, and you look at how much money that is, you know, that becomes a little bit more difficult and there's not really any, labor protections for these players absolutely they probably could use some sort of you know financial advising you know things like that and i wish that this i wish i was a financial advisor because this could have been the perfect time for me to sell some sort of financial advising stuff for for, for, for esports people just at andy money 69 if you need financial advice on what you should do with your money in esports don't don't ask me just at andy he will he will send you a gif of something or he'll send you that picture of uh oh uh the the, the oh, why am I forgetting? With, yeah, with it this with the smoothies. Yeah, that's your advice. <laughs> Buy smoothie. But, but that's that's what always gets me is that you know it's it's very seductive for someone to see these people making this sort of money, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily understand. You know, you're putting in eighty, ninety hours of work, and and it is work. You know, when when you're practicing and scrimmaging, you know that's that's your life. You know, it's it's no different than someone you know hitting baseballs and stuff like that. 
Um, well, and and in so many other ways too, because of course, like one of the things. So I'm going to Evo just as like basically a, a bonsai journalism trip, um, and I don't expect to compete there. Like I don't, I'm not going to be able to beat these kids in in what like no, guilty gear. Or I'm going to lose in the first round. But um, you know, I'm trying. I'm training and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's it there's a there's a steep decline, like you say, seventeen to twenty five year olds. I mean, like, even more so than, say, in, like, football, where you're like, well, running backs, you know, tread goes off their tires, or, uh, you know, in baseball, like, speed is a is a tool that ages poorly, or whatever. Like, right. you know, you, you, you look at these things, and you have these truisms, but even still, you have, like, 35, 40-year-olds, like, hanging on and being weird and, like, doing crazy stuff, and there's no, <laughs> I wouldn't like... I say weird. I would say eccentric. Eccentric. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I guess I was thinking of like those old like ESPN like weird sports moments. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. But like you know like you got your you got your uh, Julio Francos and you got your um you know you got your forty two year old long snappers and stuff like that and, and and it's like this happens right and like it's not like the human body has some sort of physiological limit to it these people can't exist but with esports it kind of does because yeah, your fast it's... twitch movements just like decline by 25 and you're I, you're useless the older that i've gotten i actually so so a few months ago I, I i ended up buying a laptop i got the itch to play counter-strike go again nice you know, it was just, just one of those things where i was like you know i really miss playing it i want to see what it's like because this it is so popular still and i played it and it was just the worst experience of my entire life i mm. had all of these like 15 year olds that used to be me you know, saying saying to me like, oh, you, your Steam account is, you know, they give you a badge on your Steam account if you're if it's over a certain amount of years. Oh, and no. mine's and mine's one of the like first my I have like a three digit Steam ID or, or or whatever. And I was like, I could sell this for like a thousand dollars on eBay. Like I can make a shitload of money selling this. Which by the way, if anyone wants it, it's it's for sale. You can have it um, for one thousand dollars. One for one one thousand and one U.S. dollars. You can have my <laughs> Steam account. Um. But, but, but they were like, get off the game, old man. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You've been playing this game for 15 years and you suck. And it was just the most demoralizing experience oh, of my awful. life. So I, I haven't touched my laptop since. It's been like a year. And it just, it just sits there and collects dust. And I refuse to open it because all the ghosts from Counter-Strike just come back to me. And man, I can see brutal. the little... It's, it, it's, it really... I understand now how, like you know retired football players like when they watch the game like when they come back and they get the retired numbers and like they're weeping crying it's not because they're happy it's because <laughs> they're so sad that they've watched their body physically decline so much over the past you know decade yeah uh but 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 it's a very similar s- s- sort of thing now another problem with it is that you know you end up in situations where you know esports how many different East four games would you say there are you've got counter-strike you got dota you have uh, the, well, league. The, the mobas yeah league of legends um, you got you got hearthstone right um all... there's overwatch other shooters uh pubg i guess is getting some now uh right. the fighting games street fighter yeah. guilty gear uh, tekken marvel versus capcom or whatever um right. so i think yeah. that for like fighting games i think it's a little bit different because i think that that's more memorization and learning patterns there's some cerebral elements to it too i think like fighting fighting games and i don't mean to to say that there's you know a a a lesser skill between between each each one and we're not talking like babe ruth uh wouldn't hit 80 home runs in today's baseball he would only hit like five home runs he'd be a fat piece of shit you know i'm i'm (laughs) I'm saying more that that like yeah the 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 difference between the games like for a pure athlete right oh it's someone Right. So, yeah. so so an athlete can play any different sport. 
but me who was good at Counter-Strike may not necessarily be good at something like Quake. Well, put you it know? this way, like any and a really good athlete can letter in or you know, like we know about these stories of like Jackie Robinson lettering in four sports at college or like you know, Bo Jackson being so good he could play two. But even like even casual athletes uh, or casually good athletes, like failed baseball prospects, right. are stars in four sports in high school, right? Right, yeah. Like that that happens at the high school level. And like just like, you know, if you were playing uh casual as some fifteen year old or whatever, um or even now probably like certain casual modes, like you could be great in like four different video games, like four different things. You could be like a decent player or a good player. And then once you hit the competition scene you it's a it's a whole different world oh right no it's so so one example that i can give you is that i'm I'm thinking about i don't know if you remember fatality from back in the day the uh mm-hmm. the guy who who was yeah the really good life, player i'm a gamer yeah yeah he he was a quake player who made a ton of money he, he, was, he was like the first real pro person to do this i mean he was Him, like a star yeah yeah no he he made a ton of money doing it and in my mind he did the he did it the right way because he did it not in a team sport he did it by himself mm-hmm. but there was a point in either 2003 or 2004 and i remember i remember explicitly playing against him in counter-strike oh no he he had he tried to uh transition over to cs because all the original you know the the quakes and unreal tournaments were dead at that point as a competitive game um well, cs is so different Right. Well, that's that's the problem is that he didn't get the nuances of the game. And I'm saying that as someone who was terrible and I played against him and he probably destroyed me. I just remember playing against him and being like, oh, my God, I'm playing against like one of the greatest. royalty. Right. Yeah. But but I'm thinking to myself, like he, he his his aim was great, but he didn't get the nuances of the game. And he actually didn't. I don't think he did very well at all. I don't think he lasted more than a year playing it. But, right. but it's, it's it's the same sort of thing is that you run into a problem with the, the sports the, the esports because of how specialized a person has to be in order to fully understand how to do the game. Right. I mean, well, and, and even like, like, so like the, the comment on, on uh, street fighter or whatever, or fighting games being cerebral. I mean, you could, you can give that to any game pretty much. Like every game has its own sort of like, um, I don't know. Metier is, is kind of a pompous word for it, but, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, it, it has its own kind of feel, right. Where right. like, if you're if you're playing a MOBA, you can't play a MOBA like you would a real time strategy game. Like that's that's even fine slicing it. But like if you play StarCraft two, you're not going to play that the same way you play uh, Dota. Right. Like, and there are similar aspects to each each individual one. Absolutely. The problem is that you can't. So it, like, you take that mindset in, you're just going to lose. Right. And and let's if someone plays basketball, you know basketball itself changes and evolves. You know, adding the three point line. You know, in in the the seventies, right? You know, the the way the uh, the the centers became popular in the nineties. Now it's all three point shooting. You know, the game evolves and changes. But at the end of the day, basketball is always going to be a ball and a hoop and five players on each side. Mm-hmm. When it comes to esports, it's always constantly changing what either the most popular game is, or if it's a team based sport versus a one on one sort of sport. You know, that's that becomes a little bit more problematic because the future of of a young player that, you know, let's say we have like, a, you know, uh, we'll, we'll make up a player, some some 16 year old that's that's a genius at playing Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't turn around. Let's say Overwatch in five years isn't popular. He spent all this time over those five years making, you know, let, let's say he's in the top, you know, one of one percent. 
he can't he's not going to make earnings in his future that he could make if Overwatch was continuously popular. So right. And no games, game is got I mean Counter-Strike is like the one game that has been Right. And even and even Counter-Strike if if you look at the people who played 1.6 versus Source versus Global Offensive now there's different groups of players that definitely have not de- definitely never made the jump between one to the other. Right. You know, and e- even though it's the same game, it's totally different. It reminds me in some ways of and this is probably an inexact analogy, but it reminds me of some ways of the um the way that like uh, CM Punk or or any of those wrestlers, I, I'm just thinking of CM Punk, but like how as pro wrestling sort of like hit a bit of a nadir, and as MMA was on the way up, people like he would ret- he retired from the WWE to try and compete in MMA, and like how he just like totally flopped. Right. And there's there's this way in which like it, obviously it's an inexact thing because those are truly different sports, but like they're both combat sports. It's just that, like, the mindset in wrestling is more performative, whereas the mindset in MMA is more, like... Damaging. Pragmatic. Damaging, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. You right, just, yeah. You just get get at it. And it would be right. like it would be like if you switched between games. Like, all of a sudden, you're doing, like, you know, performance stuff, trying to, like, get style points, and the new game you picked up doesn't care about that. But, like, tell your lizard brain that. Tell your lizard brain that, like, okay, you don't have to do this anymore. It's just not going to work. Right, and and you, you, you have to unlearn bad habits that may may work in one game, and may not work in the other, you know, like for for CM Punk using wrestling as, as an analogy, you know, uh, if he gets tired, he can roll out of the ring. Right. You know, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you, yeah, you're not rolling out of the octagon. You know, right. So, so it's like the bad habits you pick up over time from your original sport that you may excel at, you know, but that's that's where I have a problem with it becoming a professional career. Because it seems like the limitations become so great just just by virtue of the fact that it's not going to last over a long enough period of time. You know, right. a pro athlete who's average, an average pro athlete, you know, who's probably the best, you know, that person was the best person in his little hometown. You know, wherever he, he came from, he started as a high schooler. You know, he was hitting like 700 you know, he was <laughs> right. an amazing player. Do. Yeah. Right, right. Goes goes to either college or the minors. You know, has has their career grow and blossom and he plays in the majors. You know, he may not be the greatest player of all time, but he makes the league minimum makes him, you know, about a million dollars, you know, let's say, over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. Now now what does that guy do after his career? He goes back home, becomes a you know, coach. Or whatever. Yeah. Right, or 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 if if he wants to sort of get into a career uh, that's okay, yeah, not yeah, sports yeah. related. He becomes a car salesman, uses his celebrity as being I'm the guy who got out of, you know, Podunk, Minnesota, Minnesota to become the star outfielder for the Twins. Yeah. So right. he can sell cars or insurance or something. Or, you know, he can become the local coach of the high school team. Right. You know, or he becomes a professional scout. You know, teams hire former players that, you know, guys who sucked. No offense <laughs> to them. They're a lot more no. athletic than, than, than I'll ever be. But like the guys um, who suck are usually better scouts and coaches. I mean, that's right, usually right. the way it goes. Just, they know what to t- what to tell the players not to do. Yeah. Um. But but then they they can become a scout or they can become you know instructional people. You know what kind of career path does someone who's an eighteen year old who skipped college to play Overwatch? <laughs> right. You know he's people aren't going to know who he is. I it's popular. Don't don't get me wrong. It's 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 a very popular game. But at the same time, the earning potential is not 
great. There's no union no. to protect them. They, they don't have any sort of health insurance. They've had problems in the past, and I, I should have looked this up, but you know they, they've had problems in the past with, with teams uh, where they've flown them out to live together in in a house, and you know they have ran into problems. You know either it's a hovel, you know it's an awful place to live, or you know, the the teams disband, they fight with each other, they don't get along culturally. This is a lot different to play with people that are, you know, miles and miles and miles apart than, you know, living directly with someone. You know, Absolutely. me and my ex girlfriend, you know, we had a we 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 had a long distance thing. It was great the few times we were together, but you don't see the problems when you're together all the time. You yeah, no, that's I mean? the good times. Yeah. Just like right. when you're playing and you're winning, it's the good times. But right. like when you have to be when you're, you know, doing the the when you're like doling out the cleaning, that's basically like the same thing as, you know, doing drills with your teammates and right. like, you know, your whatever, your jungler or whoever in Dota keeps messing up the same way, and all of a sudden you notice that they're like pretty irritating. Right. Yeah, and and instead of, you know, <clears throat> screaming into a pillow, they're sitting right next to you so you get to punch them in the head, which, you know, <laughs> right. might be good for you, but it's not good for their, you know, camaraderie between the teammates but but like that's that's where i always had a problem with esports is just that there's no real defined path after it ends yeah and you know the 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 dude i, I wish i knew, i wish i remembered his name but it, it probably is even better that i don't in some ways for this conversation but the guy the guy at over at robert morris who's who's the head coach there i mean he was a pro player so like he played for cloud nine and like some of the other bigger league teams and stuff like that See, um, I, I think that's brilliant though because it's giving them that that sort of gives me more hope for it as a mm -hmm. whole because it really legitimizes the idea that you know he's, a lot of players you know college players they go to schools they use their their, 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 their athletic ability to get a scholarship yeah and exactly play football so so I mean think about it you know you, you have what two hundred fifty NCAA programs with you know fifty three or more people on these teams. Yeah, and what are, um, like what's the third QB doing, right? Right, right. He has no future in in football, but you know he gets to sit on the bench, he gets to you know hold a clipboard, and he gets a free ride to school. And like, know? yeah, exactly. And like, it it gives it gives these sort of structures to people who are playing the game professionally too. But the, I guess the problem, and I agree with you, the problem is that like this is a slow moving thing, and in, in in the university system, especially when you're trying to convince you know some board of directors that you should like pump money into video games right and part um, of the problem too that, that 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 i see is that you know when you watch a football game the rules are mm. pretty clearly defined yes you know i let's use soccer because soccer and dota and mobas seem to be very similar in that uh you know they're sort of slow burns setting up to things it's really important that you stay in your position Right. And, and, you know, there's a lot of backpassing and, you know, a lot of people think yeah. it's boring if, if you don't know the beautiful science of it. But, <laughs> but so, so, so like when it comes to something like soccer or, you know, MOBAs, if you watch a soccer match, you have a pretty decent idea of what's going on. Even if you've never watched soccer once before in your entire life, you have an, you, you have a clearly defined goal. Your goal is to take the ball, get it past all the defenders and put it in the net. Right. That's very clearly defined. It's very easy to see. Uh, someone who's never watched soccer before in their life can watch a soccer game, be entertained by it just because just just by virtue of seeing in front of them what's going on. So uh, the first my, my first exposure to a MOBA, it was like three in the morning and <laughs> I was I was I was drunk in a Philadelphia hotel room. And on like ESPN 69, they had a, a, a Dota game on. 
And right. I was watching it because I was intrigued by it. You know, I, I like to watch, uh, you know, on, on YouTube, I like watching gaming videos because I've, I've been getting a Destiny a little bit. Uh, it's kind okay. of been like one of those things where I've never – I hated Destiny 1. I thought it was terrible. Everyone was like, oh, you'll love it. And I was like, this is the worst fucking thing I ever played in my entire life. <laughs> um, but but so, so, so like I'm been, I've been watching videos of it because the raid or whatever it's called. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I am so bad at terminology. It's, it's almost You got it. I mean, you got but, it. You got it. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but so, so like for the, for the raid stuff, you know, it's like there's so many convoluted sort of things in order to get to the main point. You know, you have to – you almost have to watch videos of this stuff in order to understand it. Right. So, so I have no functional knowledge of what Dota 2 is all about. So I'm watching it and, you know, this guy's going, oh, this guy's going – what did you say before? Jungle? You know, yeah, there's junglers this guy's, and this stuff. This guy's yeah. going in the jungle, and he's doing this. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Why is he doing that? And he's like, oh, well, these guys are attacking this lane. And then they're blowing up some sort of statue. And holy! And then they start screaming like like it was like a game-winning interception. Yeah. And it's like, it's like well, what the hell did I just watch? It's right. Like it, it doesn't make sense from a viewer's standpoint just what's going on unless you've played it. And that's yeah. fine. But you're, you know... The most popular video game on Steam probably has had, you know, altogether maybe like two million concurrent tops from from what I've seen. That's probably right. I mean, I think like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds probably like the the most popular at the moment, and I think that's like something around like they've had they've had a ton of concurrent players, but yeah, no, no more than two million. I would right, think. but but you're not going to get people who are going to be flipping through the channels going, oh wow, this looks really interesting. Like, let me leave it on this. When it doesn't make any sense from a from a viewer standpoint, who's totally new to it altogether, right? And, and like then, you, you, you're good. Th- then you run into a bigger problem with presentation because then, for the people who love watching it, they're watching it and they know it, and the announcers have to talk to them like they're idiots because other people are watching it that don't make any sense. So they're kind of stuck in this like catch twenty two where it's halfway between being explanatory. And talking down to people who already know what's going on versus it being too hard to understand because, you know, they have to explain it to the people who don't necessarily have ever played the game before. Well, yeah, and you, you sort of you, you end up in like the weird situation that football is in sometimes where like you got like John Gruden trying to explain the the various route trees and it gets really pedantic or like. You know, you get, like, in, like, ESPN's baseball coverage often falls into this trap. But, like, the problem, the other problem with that is you don't have um, people who have been enjoying it through generations to kind of work you through it. So, like, for, like, for instance, I tried to explain baseball, one of my favorite sports experiences because it was so funny, was uh, funny in retrospect. It was kind of frustrating in the moment. Uh, I had a a colleague uh, in grad school from, uh, from Ukraine and she wanted to know what was happening. Uh, it was like a Texas Rangers-Yankees game. It was, I don't know, 2010 or something like that. It was the, the playoffs. Um, and it was on in the bar, and I was really interested in it. And uh, and she wanted to know, like, okay, so, like, what's happening here? Explain what's going on. And it's it's really hard to explain baseball to someone who has no cultural background for it. Like, if you don't – if the person doesn't even know three strikes and you're out, it's, it's like explaining Dota because it's like, okay, look, like – you know, you can imagine explaining strikes, balls, outs, innings, half innings, foul balls, uh, tip, you know, before you even get to like tip, tip fouls and stuff like that, uh, or foul tips, like the, or the infield fly rule, 
like you you have to sort of explain those things and it's it's akin to dota where you're like okay look like there are towers but the towers aren't the only things you have to get and there are also heroes and heroes are like it's good to kill them but like the towers are the things you want to focus on but don't forget the heroes and like no one has the cultural background to be like at five years old to have some grandpa be like, here's how baseball works. Like, yeah, that's, all right. That, that's actually a really interesting point. Uh, but, but, but I think that goes back to another problem with the issue with these games is longevity mm-hmm. that, right. you know, you Absolutely. never, you never reach a point with these games where they've been played for long enough where you can have a generational, you know, passing down of, you know, come over here, son, come watch, you know, fanatic play, uh, you know, some other team on, you know, Dota, you know, you, right. you don't have that sort of experience. Um, and I think that's, that's a limitation of at the end of the day, what is, is ultimately going to be the big problem of esports is that you're going to have problems with, you know, generational gaps for me, you know, I always thought that counter-strike was the peak of esports because I, I thought it fulfilled that sort of niche where, you know, it's it, it's a very self-explanatory kind of game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, yeah. it's not so much about the aiming. It, it The aiming and skill was a big part of it, but the strategy but right, yeah. and, you know, planting the bomb at the, at the bomb site and everything else. There were exciting moments, but it was one of those things where it's like a slow burn. But that's self-explanatory because if I say to someone like Trev, ask me, like, what's what's – Explain Counter-Strike in 30 seconds. Explain Counter-Strike in 30 seconds. One team has a bomb, has to plant it at one of the two bomb sites, and the other team has to prevent that. That's very simple to understand. Right. And there's there's a lot more going on, but at the same you time... You can follow it. Right, you can follow that. That's that's my problem, and especially with something like Hearthstone. You know, like I used to play Magic yeah. the Gathering when I was a kid. This, you know, just in case I wasn't a big fucking nerd that played video games all the time, I also played Magic the Gathering a lot. Hey, man, you're with friends here. I also did. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I, I got to say that to everyone else who doesn't know me. Yeah, sure. Um, but, but it's a similar so, sort of thing where, you know, Magic the Gathering is a fun game. It's a lot of fun. And in a lot of ways, um, you know, I guess poker sort of falls into that same thing mm-hmm. uh, where, you know... Y- it's very esoteric to people that don't necessarily understand how to play it. You know, the difference between Magic the Gathering and poker is that poker is one of those games that everyone knows, basically everyone knows how to play because, again, it's that generational thing. Your parents, their their, their grandparents taught your parents how to play. Your parents taught you how to play, right? Well, it's also, it's also a medium problem where, like, Magic or, or, or Hearthstone or any of these games, right, like, the idea is expanding outward because on some level, like, whether or not you want to imagine it's, like, high art on some level, it's art or media where, like, the idea is, well, let's make a new thing. Let's make a new thing. And, like, for cards, there's 52 cards. That's it. Like, right. that's it, and that's all there's ever going to be. There's not going to be Poker 2. No one cares about that. It's always going to be 52 cards. And, like, Magic has thousands <laughs> just, of cards, I'm right? I'm just laughing. Fiction poker poker two. 2. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, there's, man. There's 104 cards now. Wait till, you, wait till you meet the Barbarian and see what he can do <laughs> if he pumps down in the river. Um, but no, I mean, like, yeah, no one's going to do that. Like, yeah, magic has a million expansions. Video games are constantly there. Like it's, it's a, it's a business and an art, an art sort of media form, however you want to think about it. So of course it's always expanding. It's never going to have a base. No, but, but I think, I think one thing, I think that if video games want or want to make esports into something very, very serious, I think that they have to look towards the poker boom as some sort of key into what the future has to be 
mm-hmm. you know, you had someone like Chris Moneymaker in 03 that ended up winning. The poker boom didn't happen because Chris Moneymaker was, you know, an attractive or charismatic guy. He was just some random schlub that ended up winning the biggest poker tournament ever. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where you kind of need a situation like that to expand the sport to a point where, you know, people are going to take it more and more seriously. And if there are no career paths for these people to go down at the conclusion of their careers, you know, people are going to look at it. Oh, I just wasted my teenage years and laugh about it. You know, 10 years later on a podcast, you know, and especially as these, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Instead of making, Oh, I picked up a functional skill. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and I mean, think about it. Like, you know, the people who are playing these games, I, you know, I don't want to essentialize and I won't, uh, you know, I don't want to have a heated gaming moment as the as the, <laughs> the parlance of of now the already Ant-Man. dated and yeah, yeah right. Um, but like the 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 um, sorry, I was laughing at Ant Man. Um, I'm an Ant Man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, but whenever I see his name, I hear Mr. S's theme, but I hear I'm an Ant Man <laughs> instead of I'm an S Man. See, Twitter's changed a lot over the last. Absolutely. It's it's gone from a place where everyone makes shit jokes to everyone reading shit takes. Yeah, right. It's it's gotten worse. Um, But it's gotten better, too, because now we all self promote each other. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, share the same, you know, well, whatever. Um, (laughs) Different podcast. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's like it's like, um, you know, it's not like there's an essentialism of race or anything like that. But there's an essentialism of sort of like. Uh, character in some ways because these are people who spent a lot of time on computers and I guarantee like I you know as a parent and also as someone with parents who like wanted their kid to go do something useful and I didn't um the same you know, you yeah well, you know I mean we're you know it's we're, you're you're in you're in the presence of other disappointments my friends <laughs> uh but the um you know the if you're good at computers your parents will say like hey you're good at computers why don't you do something useful with that? Right. And I would say, like, I don't know, let's say 70% of kids are going to say, like, yeah, all right, I want to make a lot of money when I grow up. I'll go to computers. Like, maybe you get the 30% of kids who aren't going to do it, but probably not. And, right. like, the ones who are really good at it are going to be like, yeah, actually, I want to make a lot of money. Well, I, I, think that's that. why, I think that's why the scholarship aspect of it is so important. Yes. You know, and, and I think another another problem, I think, too, that, that we didn't really get into with, with you know, esports in general is that – you know, when you play a sport, soccer is the worldwide sport because it's so simple to play. You know, all you need are your two feet and a ball. You know, baseball, you need a glove and a bat. You know, football, you need a football. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know right. for, for, for a video game, you need to spend a thousand plus dollars on a computer. It's a lot of money. You know, right. And so I think that another big problem that you're going to run into with esports is sort of, you know, an, an economic sort of gap where you're going to have an entire, you know, group of people that can't even begin to, you know, approach it because they're not on the same level as kids who have, you know, a $4,000 computer versus someone right. who has like a $300 like Chromebook. You yeah, know, and you know maybe you can play RTSs on the Chromebook. Maybe you can even play Dota, but like, you're not going to be able to play a shooter. You're not going to be able to like really compete in any serious games. No. So so that that's another big. There's there's so many like it's it's funny because, because the ideal is almost there. Like you can see the basis or the foundation of this becoming something that can become sort of like a, a cultural phenomenon beyond just what it is now. Because, because, because right. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not 
hugely popular and it's not hugely it's, profitable. It's, it's not mainstream, though. No, absolutely not. And that's sort of the problem with it where, you know, I think a lot of people with Major League Soccer, I'm, I'm, I'm using another analogy to, to pro sports. Everyone always says Major League Soccer is the sport that has the biggest potential of growth. And people have been saying that for you know, 20 years now. Oh, you know, young kids love watching Major League Soccer. You know, the love kid, the, the 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 love kids. Excuse me. The, Yikes. The, oh, Freudian slip on that one. Uh, you know, the you can edit that out, right? Um, no, of course. <laughs> but the uh, but the uh, you know the 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 young kids are going to be the future of Major League Soccer. Well, you've gone through two generations of people who watched Major League Soccer, and the attendance is still poor. You know, it's the players are still not making that much money, right? Um, comparatively to other sports, and yeah, it's grown in the number of teams and in a lot of ways. I see a very similar sort of thing for esports, where you know, in 2005, when I was just getting out of it, I was hearing the same sort of things. Oh, you know, it's just the growth is just exponential. You know, everyone, this is the future of video games. You know, this is everyone wants to play competitive. Everyone wants wants to do this and that. And then when it comes down to it. You know, you're still in the same general area that you were a decade and a half ago, mm-hmm. where there is money to be made, but I'm not sure how much money there is to be made for everyone. And there's not enough protection for the everyone that really wants to get into it versus maybe the, you know, 50 people that can make a living doing it for a long period of time. I mean, yeah. that's that's where I have a little bit of a problem with it. Well, and I think like I think the the future of the of the the future of it as like sort of a populist uh, place is probably going to be Twitch, and even Twitch like the problem with Twitch is of course that it it is limited, like it's limited to people who make a brand out of it, right? right. Like you can they don't have to be good at the games; they're just fun to watch or something right. like that. I, I mean, I I've I've been dabbling at watching some YouTube streaming and, and stuff like that as as I mentioned before about the Destiny stuff, but some of the the live yeah. streamers that do it and and they're a lot of fun. You know, I don't have the time necessarily to play through a single player game, you know, but if I have some downtime to sort of watch someone else play it, I can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Right. And, you know, back back when I was playing, what people would do is they would sell their own time and be like, oh, you can have sit down one on one with me for like $100 an hour and I'll explain <laughs> to you the mechanics of the game. You know, stuff like that for, for people who, you know, want to take a little bit more seriously. Now you have right. the, the live streaming and stuff where, you know, it's, it's a little bit more accessible. You know, it's it's not one on one and it's cheaper. But now you're running into problems with you, especially YouTube, with the demonetization, you know. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the biggest problem in my mind is that you're you're seeing a way where people can make money doing it. But the, the limitations are starting to creep up. You know, it's starting to hit a wall before it's even reached a quarter of its potential. And that's very concerning to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think like, I think the the, and you know, it's it's sort of like a drag on some levels to to put it in this term, especially for like a podcast that focuses like on the on the problems of capitalism. But like, this isn't a good thing. But like, it it's a true thing that esports probably goes as far as its sponsors do, right? Like, yeah. it, it probably goes as far as like, okay, is Nvidia willing to pump? millions of dollars into this to make it a thing right or is it not and right. like at a certain point nvidia is going to look at its at its bank accounts and say like eh, this isn't doing much for us 
Right, and like, and we that's... could probably just like do it for free, and people just play these games because they're on Twitch and buy our cards because they need them. And right, and and use bother. the and use the advertising money to you know make a career out of it. But if things are going to start getting demonetized on YouTube, and eventually it's going to happen to Twitch too, and then it's whatever, already starting. Right, yeah. and then whatever platform people move on to after that, you know, as soon as they figure out the way to make the money, people are going to figure out how to close that that loophole. Absolutely, or, or, or not not loophole, but but you know, sort of want want people to expand and grow and change their own platforms to a point like they don't want people to get too popular like sort of like what happened with with the pewdiepie guy yeah you know he he got kind of too popular and you know he he always did these things you know he he always yeah he was always kind of a jerk right and and so so it's like as it gets to a more massive audience it becomes much less palatable Sim- mm-hmm. simply because of the huge sure. reach that he has um yeah it's it's like people talking about reading jerk city like that that old web comic that oh, right, right. Com- yeah yeah and like people will be like yeah you know i love jerk city i laughed a lot at it but now that like you know I, people are reading it who are like teens now and they're offended by it i have to admit like there are some problems with it yeah, or no, whatever. It's, like people it's get really, people get it's, yeah. it's it's fucked up you know yeah. and and the problem is that you know when it's a smaller audience it's less apparent but when it be, when it gets blown up to to a larger scale, you know that, that, yeah. that that's part of the problem with where this is going to. Where you know basketball, oh, yeah. uh, uh, basketball, baseball, football players, you know they all talk shit to each other and they probably say really nasty shit to each other on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's that's a legitimate quote unquote gaming moment. Like that's a lot <laughs> different because, because that's literally like. The difference between millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? You know, when when they're talking shit to each other on on the field, that's a lot different than you know some guy yelling something in front of his TV because he got killed by someone playing Call of Duty. You, you know what I mean? And take it back, take it back to like the cultural thing. I mean, like people are willing to understand, like they have a cultural understanding of like if you know. Des Bryant beats Josh Norman or something like that. And you understand like, oh, Josh Norman's going to be real mad. And Des Bryant's going to talk trash because I know what happens when like there's a rivalry between a wide receiver and a defensive back. And like, that's what happens. Like, I know this. I've seen it before. My dad's talked about it or whatever. Right. Like, no one's going to you see like you get killed on the screen. You're like, you're just mad at video games. Right. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. And, And that's that's a major cultural gap, you know, that that goes on. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's a problem. You know, it, it really is a problem, especially just from, you know, especially the time we live in now. You know, it's it's, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable at all. And people did. This is the view that the that the I don't want to say normie, but, you know, the the yeah. average person sees when they turn on the news, they go, oh, well, this big video game guy dropped a racial slur because he got killed in a video game. Big you know, surprise. That's, right. Yeah. Right. right, right. That, that's what people are seeing. They're not seeing, you know, the you know, the other gamers that are, you know, trying to make a career out of it, do positive things, create scholarships, you sure. know, uh, give back to their communities. Don't donate money. Uh, don't donate Twitch money to hurricane relief. You know, that's yeah. that, that's part of the problem, too, is, is, is it, it, it is that generational gap that mm-hmm. people the, the people who do get it, who watch Dota and go, this is really exciting. And me drunk three o'clock in the morning watching Dota going, I have no idea what the fuck I'm watching. And even more than that, like the people who are in the generation above us and like actually have the pot, the purse strings at places that could legitimize the sport 
are seeing stuff like PewDiePie, or they don't actually even know what video games are. Like they're the generation who just like never played. Them. Right, right. And it's like, well, you know, good luck. You're gonna have to stick around for a little while longer until you have the first like Dota player on a uh, board of trustees or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, so that that that's part of the problem too is that the people who are in it now, or or or, or, or people who who are still trying to expand it, their their realm of uh, influence is so limited compared to everything else. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Man, it's a, it's it's um it's bleak in some ways. I don't, I I don't mean, know I don't know if it's, it's necessarily bleak. I think that it's still in the growing pains stages. Hmm. I think that that it's very easy to sort of sit here and you know me I, and and full disclosure. I I mean I am not someone who plays very many video video games anymore. I used to, but I don't play them much anymore. And you know that that's part of the problem too is that as as you get older. The people who were passionate about it, the passion sort of fades away and goes away, mm-hmm. yeah. and you sort of lose that. So, so it's very easy for me to sit here, as, as someone who plays Destiny, you know, an hour a night, you know, someone who who doesn't necessarily, well, more than an hour, but but you know what I mean. But, I get the feeling. Yeah, <laughs> right. But 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 for someone like me, it's very easy for me to sit here, kind of like on my high horse and be like, well, there's all these problems with esports. You know, there are. But people need to recognize that there are these problems, you know, not only with the games themselves, but from a labor aspect and yeah. from a personality aspect of the people. And and that's so, so something else, too, is that, you know, a lot of the players, you know, they're kind of boring. I mean, no offense to them, but there's not really many personalities that translate well outside of video games. You know, you don't no, have I... someone like uh, Dwight Howard. You know, or a, a Shaquille O'Neal, guys like that, who have huge personalities doing these things outside of the, the esports themselves. So that that's part of it too. Maybe maybe I need to educate myself more. But there are these problems. But I don't think they're not recoverable. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think like you know, it's it's also it's also the community. I guess this will be sort of my last thought on it. It's like the communities need to recognize how they can become more committed to uh to this growth because like I, i'm thinking of um oh I'm, I'm gonna forget who it is um mm, oh boy uh what, there's a there's a there's a famous there's a famous rapper uh who is like really into the fighting game scene mm-hmm. um and he played uh lupe fiasco okay lupe fiasco so lupe fiasco I'm, I'm not aware so famous of that now, reference but, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so Lupe, Lupe Fiasco, not a super famous rapper anymore. I guess I'm embarrassing myself too. But like, uh, Lupe Fiasco is like a, a, a you know, he's a, a fairly big pop star, and he is really into the fighting game scene, and has like played against people who are like, you know, top of their game, very good players. Um, he's been in tournaments. He like he likes going to these tournaments and playing. And no one knows about this, except people who are into the fighting game right. scene. And if I were the fighting game scene, I'd be screaming this at the top of my lungs. I'd be paying Lupe Fiasco to be like, hey, go around and talk about this stuff. Right. Talk about Evo. Like, make it cool. And and, and the reason why, why I brought up Biz, I'm uh, Biz, Biz the, the guy from Twitter, I forgot his last name. You know, he, he, he posted a thing about how, oh, um, you know, I... Uh, uh, everyone's persecuting Twitter for not doing the right thing. You know, that that's part of the problem with technology is that the people involved in it, they take things way too personally. Mm-hmm, and when, right. when you sit here and critique areas where they need to improve, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what, but it's, it, it's a major problem because they don't get any better, but they internalize it all. And they yeah. go, Oh, you're just attacking me. You know, haters are going to hate. 
and and it becomes so much about like the culture that they already have right so 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 there 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 are multiple toxic cultures in video games but there are also a lot of really good things that go on too so it's like everyone focuses on the negative things and goes oh well you know there are all these these negative horrible things that that, that people do and we're we're only looking at those but we're going to say, oh, well, haters are going to hate. They don't like us because of these things. We're just going right. to focus solely on the positive things and do nothing to fix the, the negative problems that people are bringing up. And sometimes, you know, it's it's the critique is what's going to make the thing worthwhile. And over time, I, I wanted to succeed. I did yeah. enjoy, you know, the 20 minutes before I passed out watching Dota. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, I also wanted to know more about it just by function of, you know, it being on television. But if you're not going to fix the problems that people are going to bring up and you're not going to look at them and internalize it and go, okay, well, we really need to improve on the, on this, this, and this, you know, it's up to them to sort of fix those problems before it becomes a much more mainstream sort of appealing product. Yeah. So I guess uh, in conclusion, uh, Andy money 69 for GM of esports. Yes. I'm totally down with that. And if you need financial advice, please don't come to me. No, no, do, do. At him. Uh, ask for <laughs> ask all sorts of questions. Uh, you know, where should I, how should I invest my 401k? Uh, what is a real big bull and bear stock? Uh, what other questions can't you answer? I'm, um, I'm telling you, though, I just inspired someone. I hope someone listens to this and goes, boy, you know, I'm gonna, I, I have a future in financial advising of esports. And when they do, esports. I deserve at least a 15% cut of whatever you make well, out of this. I mean, they won't they won't need it. I mean, that's like they're going to have so much money they won't I know, have to but, do with but it. Labor lawyers. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, yeah, I got to. They're going to make a mint. I need to meet the right people because these ideas are just getting. You know, you know, like just tell, like just tell any of the lawyers in Mets Twitter, man. <laughs> oh God, they're like thirty. Don't, don't, don't get me started on. They, they, they all hate me because I supported Bernie Sanders during the election. So, <laughs> oh well, I don't hate you. Thank and you. I, I supported Bernie Sanders during yes. the election too. So. Thank you. Um, well, all right, man. Do you think? Do you think there's anything we missed? I don't think so. I think that that pretty much covers everything that that, that I want to talk about. That was I thorough. Just that I was thorough. I just hope I didn't put everyone to sleep. No, I well, and you know what? This is uh, this podcast doubles as like a, a handy sleep aid. Um, you know, it's, it's part of it's part of our ad revenue. It's part of you know this, this I, is I brought hope, to you by uh, Mattress King. I, I I just hope that my my points were clear and I didn't just ramble. No, not at no. all. Um, no, no, it was good. I, I liked it a lot too. So um, there'll definitely be more uh, Patreon episode will be coming up later. But right. um, uh, you know, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for coming. Uh, you're at Andy Money sixty nine. Anything that, you want to plug? Uh, I don't have anything. So if you want to, okay. if you want to hire me for something, I mean, I I got nothing to do. So yeah, hire him, man. Yeah, like hire, hire or or woman, hire I'll, hire Andy. I'll come on your podcasts. I'll I'll talk to you about anything. You know, I'm 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 a reasonable guy. Buy me a beer. You know, I'm 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 down with that. This guy's around, and I you <laughs> know what? I'll be in, I'll be in the city soon. I'll buy you a beer. Awesome. Then. That sounds cool. Good. All right, man. Well, thanks. All right, thank you, man. That thanks a lot. <laughs>